and he was raised by by women his grandmother his mother and his aunt yeah and um he he took a blow for that but really what happened is his mother could not deal with the loss of her, her mother his grandmother and so she started to really not take care of herself and uh, they lived they were in the mid state, yeah they right? were out of state yeah. um and so we had to start going back and forth she debilitated so much health wise that we had to hire someone to be in the house with her she Ooh. basically we flew her out for christmas the baby's first christmas and she couldn't even enjoy it because she was so caught up in the fact that her mom wasn't there yeah it it was hard yeah it was very very hard and so by that next, just before our first wedding anniversary, his mom lost her will to live. Mm. And she she had a, you know, rare brain disorder. Mm. And she died suddenly. Um, she went into the hospital. They tried to relieve the pressure on her brain. He flew out there immediately. Um, they, he stayed there and to see if she was going to recover. She never recovered and she passed away. So, but, but he was there. He was there to hold her hand while she, you know, he didn't have to pull the plug. She, she went on her own. Yeah. It was just as naturally as possible. I'm so sorry. And he wasn't prepared. We weren't prepared. We had no idea that that was going to happen. So at this point we hadn't even been, we had just been married a year and he lost, his support system, his mother and his grandmother. Four months after that, he lost the third, his his aunt, who oh. was the last of best, the trifecta. Yeah, of, the trifecta of the women that yeah. raised him and turned him into, you know, the amazing man that I fell in love with. Yes. After that happened, he he just wasn't himself. Yeah. He didn't believe in getting help going to grief therapy or mm-hmm. going you know to a a group or anything, anything. like that yeah he he started first it started with binge eating and then it started with, with he was with withdrawing from Behavior myself and the and and the family and I tried my hardest to just be whatever he needed you know, whatever he needed. But it was difficult. It was difficult because he was getting more and more depressed. And his, then his, at this point, we are, you know, still have the one child. Yes. We're, we're okay. And we decide that we want to have another baby. So we have, a, you know, another child. And I still notice there's a lot of anger, like you just talked about earlier the stages of grief. There are no rules. You could ha- be at one stage right away and right. then have no stages. Yeah. And then three years later, all of, all of it comes exactly. out. And I think that the, the anger stages happened when he was storing his mother's things where she lived oh, okay. and they had to go and get them and bring them back to our house. And so when they brought, had to do all the, you know, we had he had we had to do it once for his grandmother, then for his mom, and then for his aunt. And he was storing it in the Midwest. And they 
uh, were like, you need to come and get it because yeah. they're storing it at a family's house. Yeah. So when all that stuff showed up, he's st- the stages of grief started again. Yes. Yeah. Um, he and his brother tried to go through those things and it just brought up more and more and more of the grief to the point where he was very, you know, angry and um, and distracted, didn't want to be involved with the family as much. Um, there was a lot of, you know, resentment on my part because mm-hmm. I just was too afraid to speak up because he was so very angry. Yeah. And the anger and the depression and all those things were, were very um, all-consuming. I, I was dancing around like a puppet doing anything and everything to try to make him happy because I didn't know at the time that I can only make myself happy I'm I'm only responsible for 50% of the happiness yes. in this relationship. You have to come up with with the rest. So, I'm doing everything I can to try to bridge the gap. Yes. When so it's clear that you were trying to make it work. But I was. what happened? When at what point did you decide you had enough? There was a point where he started to blame the kids and I for all of his failures. Mm. That we were a distraction and that um, he just he would come in the house. He would go and watch, a you know, a Laker game. He wouldn't want to be bothered. He's just sitting on the couch. Like, why can't the kids sit here or play on the floor? You know, mm-hmm. they're not a distraction um, while I try to do something else because I've been with them all day. Like, let's try to be equally yoked here in this relationship. Um, I think think he just he was so angry and screaming at me all the time and there was this one point I will never forget we were at the funeral for my son's basketball coach and he was a very well-loved individual Mm -hmm. the boys had played basketball with him and the um you know I was there with the girlfriend and our our uh, the boys wanted to say goodbye and they were gonna the boys were gonna do like a little basketball thing for them and then they had to go on to basketball game and I stepped inside because they were having it at a big school mm-hmm. and we were running a little late. The ceremony was running o- over, but we wanted to see this little montage because we wanted to see the pictures and things yeah. like that. And like, if you're a little late to the game, they're only, they're only six, seven. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm trying to get my girlfriend like, come on, we, we probably need to go right now. And I step out of the gym and across the way is is uh, James, and he's holding our daughter, and he starts screaming at me from like 200 yards, like cussing at me, screaming at hmm. me, you know, you left me alone here babysitting her, again, babysitting his mm-hmm. own child, and you don't, you know, we need to go, and it was so very, very embarrassing, and so, you know, disrespectful yeah and hurtful yes because there were a bunch of people that knew us out there it was really embarrassing he snapped he snapped and my girlfriend saw it and she was like whoa I've never seen James like that before because he was we were known as like the couple that people wanted to be around and hang out all the parties were (laughs) and wanted to be like they wanted to hang out at our house come to our parties you know we were a great couple. I was very, very, very happy with him for a very, very long time. 
but I started to get very, I was getting belittled. Mm -hmm. I was being controlled. I was being um, manipulated. Mm -hmm. I was being disrespected. And I was just trying to be what he needed to be without any regard for what I wanted. And not that I didn't lash out, not mm -hmm. that I didn't, you know. Stand your ground. Yeah. Not even stand my ground, just sometimes it was petty. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I was young. I didn't really know how to address that in an adult way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was just a little too young to, to take it all in. After that happened, his brother showed up at the game and I was standing in the middle of a field at, you know, a, a park in Studio City. Mm -hmm. And I was just pacing in a circle. And he and his brother approached me and they thought it was funny. They were laughing at me. And I looked at them both and said, if he does that to me again, he is going to be living with you. I'm not going to continue to be disrespected and put down in that way anymore. I don't deserve that. Mm -mm. Well, especially the, just like the early years of a marriage. Yeah, it's your foundation. Early. It was early. Yeah. It was early. And um, I had mentioned to them both that they needed to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't believe in therapy. But it was very obvious because they had all these boxes of their the women that raised them in our garage. And they wouldn't open them. They yeah. wouldn't touch them. Yeah. They wouldn't let anybody touch them. 